Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Lewis Kempon and he's the CEO at Lightbulb Media. Hi Lewis. Hi Dan, you okay? Yeah, good mate, good. Glad, glad to have you on, excited to have the chat. Um, we've been having quite a few people on in the world of marketing and they offer some really great perspectives, I think, on one, how to get into the world of work, not just marketing. And also it's just a fun industry and really cool, I think, and a big community on LinkedIn at the moment, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's... Um seems to be something that people fell into and then fell in love with uh, and then it's very hard to leave now it's uh, it seems to be really popping off on linkedin in, in particular definitely should we jump straight in then do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do yeah so lightbulb media we are an agency based in manchester a creative agency and we focus on social media paid advertising and content creation for brands all over the world uh, they want to do things a little bit differently, try new things, uh, rock the boat a little bit with with, with the content and uh, make some noise in their space. Yeah, they're our dream client. So marketing, like you just said, you know, lots of people fall into it and then fall in love with it. How yeah. did this all start for you? Um, so my first ever like proper job, I was, I remember scrolling, I think I was like 17, 18. I remember scrolling online and I found this thing that said, oh, field sales executive. So I thought, oh got executive in the title and said oh you started, <laughs> you started at 11 o'clock so I was like fucking hell this is great like <laughs> start at 11 but what they didn't tell you is essentially it's door knocking and you finish at eight o'clock and you spend pretty much all that time traveling around council estates being told to f off progressively <laughs> by, by families and chased by dogs etc um so yeah that that's probably the first kind of real job and, and to be fair you know I wouldn't change it because it taught me a lot about rejection um but yeah, it's just not, it's just not ideal. I, I knew I wasn't cut out for it. And I thought, why are we like throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks here and banging on a hundred doors? There must be a better way. Um, they told me that that wasn't a winner's mentality um, and let me go. Nice. <laughs> very, very cult like, yeah. They all used to watch like Denzel Washington videos in the morning and like, huddle up <laughs> together and start chanting. And I was like, get me out of here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but thankfully, like this was um, in kind of gap years as well. So I, was, uh, I, went, I went from there into, uh, into another company, a proper job in an office, and it was like email marketing and mm-hmm. telephone marketing. So, you know, you still get rejected, but you just weren't wet and cold. Uh, <laughs> so that, that went okay for a little bit. Um, and then this was when, I'm showing my age now, but this is when the fees were going up for university. Um, so my mum told me in no uncertain terms that if you go into uni, go now. So I had to leave there and venture off to, to Loughborough. Um, where I did sociology, which, I mean, I don't really remember much of the time at uni, to be honest with you. But <laughs> I, I, I think I've kind of used a little bit of it in um, in what in, in what we do now. Uh, my first my first role out of university, I remember a um, a family friend of mine. He said, "Oh, you're you're into fitness and stuff, aren't you?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, of course." He said, "Well." I'm doing this nutrition brand for this American celebrity and we need to launch his kind of UK range. So I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So went in there doing the comms. I thought, oh God, this is, this is great. And flew the guy over, did all these sellout events, but this is another kind of steep lesson. I was trying to be a nice person and I was like, look, I know the business isn't making any money um, right now. So yeah, if you just, just pay me when, once the events are done. Oh. Yeah what an idiot um so yeah the events happened all sell outs money came in and they asked for what i was owed and it was like no <laughs> so i was like all oh, right okay um not really much you can do in that situation because yeah there wasn't any contracts or anything so i thought yeah 
I've done myself right over here. Um, but, you know, a few thousand pounds is a lot of money for someone yeah, coming out of you. One awful person. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought, like, you know, just, just quit your ties, quit your ties and move on. But, you know, the thing I did take from it was the fact that it, I, I did realize that I'm quite good at marketing. So I thought, oh, well, I'll go freelance for a little bit and see how, see how that goes. Um, and, to, and to be fair, it went well. Um, got a few clients and I thought, yeah, this is, this is ticking over nicely. But then I don't know, maybe it's the entrepreneur thing. I just got the itch of thinking, like, I want, I want to grow. Um, but I haven't got, like, the money to grow or the contacts to grow. So I thought, right, I need some, somebody else. And then I came across this guy who um, he ran a, well, I think it was be classed as an agency. But they did kind of like, they bought in data. They were doing a lot in like PPI and financial services and stuff like that, all that very dark and cold stuff. Mm. And he basically said, well, why don't I kind of envelop your business into mine? We'll have a more holistic approach um, with clients and, and we can see how it goes. So yeah, we kind of merged businesses there. And then it was all right. You know, I did that for like eight, 18 months, I think, close to two years. He's a great guy, that unbelievable salesman. But then eventually you just got like, I think I just got the itch again uh, because it wasn't my business. And I remember being sat in meetings where I had to kind of smile and nod while somebody told me how to do my job that I had no idea how to do my job. Mm. Um, and that pissed me off a bit. So I, was like, <laughs> but I, had, I couldn't say anything. You know what I mean? You've got to smile, nod, watch yeah. it fail. And then when they say, why did it fail? You can say, well, I did tell you this. But, you know, you, you, you're banging your head against the brick wall there. Mm. Um, so yeah, I got, I got the itch and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing, but this time I'm going to be super blunt with people. I'm just going to be like really honest, uh, cut out all the, all the schmoozing, all the overly salesy stuff and just mm. focus on like getting really good results and being brutally honest with people. If it doesn't work, my bad, back to the drawing board, go and get another job. And if it does work, then, you know, happy days. I mean, touch wood, it's been going okay so far and a lot of the people that we work with now are kind of find it a bit of a refreshing approach to the marketing industry when people just say, look, look, this is a bit shit. This is a bit shit. This is where you need to be spending your energy. Because um, yeah. that, that was our market research. A lot of people said, they tie you in for too long, they're too expensive and they don't, they don't deliver on what they promised. So I thought, well, if we can flip those all on their head and kind of be the antithesis of it, hopefully it can, it can work. And, Thankfully, I think it is working. I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but we're doing okay. We're doing okay now. What an interesting journey to get to uh, where you are now. There are quite, quite a few up and downs in that, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's been a lot of expensive lessons learned, <laughs> definitely. And this is probably why I'm finding grey hairs now when I'm 30 and not 30. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it leads you to who, who you are now, doesn't it, I suppose? Definitely. So what's your take on university? I think I know what you're going to say, but what is your take on university? Do you think it has a place for all types of work? I think we talk about this quite a lot on the podcast. My co-host who isn't here today, Tom, he's a mechanical engineer. So that is yeah. crucial to what he does. Yeah. And I think doctors and people like that. But for, for a lot of jobs, what do you think about university these days? Yeah, I think by and large, it's a waste of time, particularly with the fees that they're charging now. Uh, I don't know how they got away with it during COVID of mm. you know, charging people that much money to send them PowerPoint slides. Um, and it's very, very difficult in creative industries. I mean, look at marketing, for instance. It moves so fast now that by the time you've started your year one course and finished it, the information's out of date. So you can't physically, I don't think, document that 
and have it withstand the test of time for, for mm-hmm. something like marketing. But, you know, I, I do think the education system as, as a whole misses out on a lot of the fundamentals of modern day, modern day life when it comes to kind of money management and, and well-being and taxes, for God's sake, Christ. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody told me about those until VAT started falling out and I, what's national insurance and why am I paying pensions? Like, it's expensive. <laughs> But it it is really, really bizarre, actually. I, I was thinking about this. I think we were talking the other day with an entre, another entrepreneur on the podcast. We were saying school really hasn't changed if you look at it for like 50 years. The yeah. curriculum, what people learn, like you say, more and more people, I think, um, there's something happening at the moment called the great resignation, I think is what they're calling it. Yeah. Um, and people going freelance and, and learning these skills. They're going to have to know about, like you say, national insurance, tax, starting your own business. Why isn't this being taught at school? It's going to be so crucial. Yeah, I think it's difficult because I'm coming from quite a privileged position as well. I, I ended up getting a scholarship to a private school. So academically, it was great. Like, well, I wasn't particularly special. What I did have was just a really good short-term memory mm. to, to get good grades. And that, for some reason, puts me above people that, you know, didn't have that memory, but might have been, you know, 10 times more creative or, 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 creative or talented. So I just think it's kind of an unfair playing field um from my point of view and i think you know they could be doing a lot more maybe they are trying to do that now but from the people i speak to um you know when we hire kind of grads uh they say they've learned more in kind of six months doing the job than 10 years of education um so i think you know if i could go back and do it again don't get me wrong uni was uni was great on the social front and i've met some cool people but Mm. has it benefited my career no do i think it benefits my team's do I think it's benefit my team's career probably not um mm. on a professional viewpoint for socially 100% yeah if you, if you want to find out who you are who your friends are how you operate in crowds who, who your people are that's great but you could probably do that for a lot cheaper than whatever it is 27 grand yeah. or 40 grand um with by going to networking meetings Mm. I think you hit the nail on the head there with how school is actually set up now. It's all about short-term memory and remembering facts, isn't it? Mm. And I don't think she'll mind, but my girlfriend uh, loves this story. I always, like, I love history. I'm a proper history geek. Yeah. Um, and she would get A stars in history purely because she had these little cards and they had checkpoints that she'd like, right, tick it off. And I'd say to her, right, well, who's the president of the United States when that, you know, when that was going on? And it was part, it was part of the syllabus. She went, oh, I don't know. It's not my cue cards. (laughs) Oh my God. All you're doing is learning the facts to get the grades. And she was like, well, yeah, that's what school is essentially. I was like, I never really thought about it like that. It's not really teaching you the subject as such. It's teaching you just how to get a grade, which isn't useful in any way, shape or form in real life. No, absolutely. There's so many people that learn in so many different ways. Like well, That's what I used to do. I used to not revise and then read it on the way in, remember it all then. And then as soon as the exam started, I'd write it all down on the back page, but it was out of my head and I could just keep referring to it. And that's just what got A stars. But then, you know, give that to someone who's not a visual learner, someone who's kind of more of a tactile learner, then, you know, they're going to be classed as stupid and might miss out on, on you know, getting into their dream uni or getting into their dream job. What, because they couldn't remember something on a piece of paper? Uh, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Mm, it's bizarre. So you mentioned it a bit there when you're hiring people at, yeah. at Lightbulb. What mm. are some things that really stick out for you on a CV? Or it doesn't have to be a CV. It could be anywhere. What's something that you go, do you know what? I really want to get this person into the agency and have a sit down and see what they're all about. Yeah, I, th- I think personality is key. Um, I've been guilty of myself when I was applying for jobs, you know, 
you put the standard buzzwords, I'm an ambitious and dynamic individual that works well as a team, <laughs> or, all the stuff that everybody puts. So I, I've been there, but then on the on the flip side of it now, going through, you know, if you get 100 CVs in and they all, they all look like that and sound like that, then, you know, it's not that difficult for someone to stand out. I'm not saying you have to, you know, put it in glitter and have a theme tune and a mariachi band coming in with your CV, <laughs> but it, there's some very, very simple things, you, you know, to make it easy on the eye. And to be honest with you, it's more about the person because with how we operate as well, because we are quite blunt with people. It's not going to work if someone's going to go into a meeting and then be rolled over by a finance director who claims that they know marketing better than them. Mm. Um, so we need people that are, you know, willing to, to be brave and people that want to try new things, people that want to be creative. We don't really like that cookie cutter, you know, this, we're just going to be like everyone else and do the same thing as everyone else. We want people that, aren't really aren't going to be afraid to think you know what about this what about that because yeah so what nine out of ten ideas might be might be terrible but it's that one that that will probably take you viral or you know get you a thousand sales mm. but you need to be willing to put yourself out there to uh, to even give that a chance so we talk about this loads at the moment on the podcast and it's cvs versus things like using linkedin twitter instagram to build your personal brand for one of a better word yeah um what do you think about the cv versus an online presence who are you more likely to hire 100 percent um someone with a good personal brand 100 percent. they're a living breathing walking cv um for me and personally like our entire business is built has been built on linkedin content marketing and personal branding we, we, we don't advertise we never have and to be honest with you because I'm a bit of like, I get a bit of social anxiety, I'm a bit of an introvert. And I used to go to these networking meetings all the time and think, oh God, I hate this. There must be a better <laughs> way. So I just started posting stuff online. And then don't get me wrong, for the first few months, nobody nobody cares, nobody listens to you, but you stick around long enough, you start to build up a bit of an audience. And then after like nine months, it just kind of skyrocketed from there. Mm. Um, so yeah, the personal brand is it's something that we encourage all our teams to get involved in because if they ever do leave for whatever reason, that's the one thing they can take with them. And that's the one thing that might, you know, get them their dream job or the dream promotion. Um, so yeah, and I, easy. I, I think as well, a lot of entrepreneurs have been saying it not only benefits their employees, but it also benefits your business, right? If you've got a load of people who are active on these social medias and have their own personal brands, they bring their audiences into your business, which is just invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have quite a diverse team and don't get me wrong, I'm a little bit of a divisive character maybe that some people might say that i'm sure a lot of people do hate me um but we've also got you know women of all ages and races and sexualities that are all going to resonate with completely different audiences and it's the same message but just delivered by somebody that you find relatable and that you resonate with so the more diverse your team is and the more freedom you give them to actually be themselves and communicate as themselves authentically i hate that word but you have to use it sometimes Mm. um the better it is going to be for your business um and that's where a lot of like the big corporates fall down with that with that tight noose on what you can and can't say definitely um and talk to us a bit about light bulb media what are some of the specialities and and kind of things you're doing there so uh, the, the main kind of bread and butter that we do for a lot of people is is paid advertising um but that naturally comes with the other parts of the business so you know we can have the best ads in the world but if the content's crap it isn't going to work. So we try and take that that whole package and we say, look, we'll decide what the strategy is going to be. We'll then create the content that's going to engage your audience and then we'll put it directly in front of the people that matter to you. So the more we find that the more that we can control of that journey, the better it normally is for the client. Um, so yeah, 
paid advertising is big content creation as far as you know branding uh, do, do quite a lot of personal branding for kind of CEOs and senior level people now um, who just struggle to get attention and I think I think that's that's the key for a lot of people there, there are thousands of people that are incredible at what they do but the one thing that they're really bad at is knowing how to leverage attention and how to get that across to people mm. and that tends to be what what we're quite good at we, we can get that attention um, and, and we can help them get there. So what's an average day like for someone in like media? What are they doing? What are they up to? How does it work at your company? Uh, well, it, it, yeah, it depends which one you speak to because some people are like delving, in, delving into the data and looking at the analytics and, and trying to find optimizations. And then on the other side, on the content side, you know, people can be, can be having a strategy day, can be in the studio upstairs, like filming TikToks or film, filming client videos. Um, and then basically, well, they've got me doing TikToks now. And I, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, I was pretty late to the party, but obviously when you hire people that are Gen Z, it's, it's been absolutely astronomical for, for a few of our clients. So, you know, it's just a natural progression of things. So yeah, if you look in one corner, people are creating content, you look in another corner, someone's launching some adverts and then I'm usually just, just on the phone doing the boring stuff really. So <laughs> I, miss, I miss all the fun stuff to be honest with you. So if somebody's listening to this now and they're thinking they'd love to get into the world of content or, or marketing in general, what would be three key skills that you would suggest they go away and learn now? Um, I would say writing. If you if you'd ask me, a, a lot of the other things can be taught like PPC or design. Writing is one of the good writers are so rare, so, so rare. Uh, and I think it does take a little bit longer. Some people are naturally gifted. But if you're not naturally gifted, I would say write every single day, even if you don't publish it, um, just write in your notes. The more you write, the better you will get at it um, and write like write like you talk as well, because the, the whole corporate jargon is out. So mm. I would say, yeah, write as much as you can write every day. Um, I would say LinkedIn as well. I would say put yourself out there. It's at the moment, it's completely leveled the playing field. You know what I mean? You can reach a million people just as easy as Nat West Bank can. Uh, there's nothing stopping you, the organic reach make the most of it while you can because it will go the way of facebook and instagram where they realize that they're giving you too much and then start making you pay to play so you've got to utilize these platforms like linkedin and tiktok that have this amazing organic reach because uh, it doesn't it doesn't cost you a penny um and i would say reach out to people as well the marketing community is uh it's quite a supportive one that there's plenty of people there's plenty of like mentoring schemes there's plenty of communities online where you can get in there just share best practice pick up ideas um don't be don't be afraid of i always say it's the kind of like rule of three i would always try to i always try and support people that are kind of just starting out and a little bit before my journey because mm -hmm. they'll be very appreciative of it and then support people that are kind of your peers that are on your level and about where you are because then you'll you'll be able to share the same problems um and kind of find best passes a lot easier if someone else has made that mistake then why am i going to do this the exact same thing mm -hmm. and then for the ones at the top where, which are where you want to be they're the ones that tend to get a lot of eyeballs they've been there and done that and if you're seen to be kind of supporting them people are very reciprocal by nature so they will tend to support you back and it could open some doors for some some collabs some massive opportunities um so yeah don't be afraid to reach out to people as well Great point. And for you, what do you think is the biggest positive you've taken personally out of working in marketing? Um, I, I think it's probably, I, I used to think it was all about, you know, quite cold and being, being data driven, um, which to a point, you know, it is. 
but the actual real concept and the truth and the beauty of marketing now is that it, it it's never really changed because it is literally just understanding how people work and if you understand how people behave why they do the things that they do and how you can potentially put yourself in the right places at the right time uh i think it, it it's simultaneously one of the most complex but also one of the simplest industries um so that you know some people are made for it and then some mm. people find find their way into it and fall in love with it but yeah i think it, i think it's fun every day is different and there's not many industries where you could where you can say that definitely and on the flip side of that what's something that's maybe less favorable or negative about marketing uh well we're also the only industry that everyone thinks they can do mm. everyone's got a mate stepson's dog neighbor that, that plays around <laughs> on facebook and then yeah then they wonder why they've lost all their money um so I think that's the frustrating thing. It's probably the, the lack of appreciation for what actually goes into it. Um, anyone can learn the theory. Anyone can watch a few YouTube bids and learn the acronyms and sound really good. But the real nature of marketers is when the shit hits the fan, what do you do then? Um, how do you get around that? How do you mitigate those losses? And how do you find your way back into profit? And that's where kind of real marketers are made. When it, it's when stuff goes wrong, not just learning theory, set it and forget it. Um, so yeah, I think... Hopefully we're going to start getting a little bit more respect as an industry now that post-COVID we're an essential, well, we are an essential service now. Um, if you don't exist online, you pretty much don't exist. Mm. That's inter- I think you bring up a really interesting point there because a lot of people see the, I guess, the sexy stuff of marketing, you know, the really fun stuff, the content creation, you know, and actually helping clients. But what people don't really talk about is the actual business of marketing itself. Being a business owner within marketing, that really rarely gets talked about. How do you actually make an agency profitable? Do you think that's something that needs to be addressed a bit more? I think so, yes. I, I, think, I think they genuinely think it's just people messing around in their bedroom and overcharging you. It's we often get to, oh, well, I'll do it myself, but I don't have the time. Well, no, you did try and do it yourself and it didn't work, which is exactly why you called us. So how's about <laughs> you, you just pay us and let us do what we need to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it's tough being a market agency owner because you throw a stone in any, any direction, you, you're probably going to hit 10 or 20. So having to differentiate yourself, whether that is with, the, you know, the services you offer or the way you offer those services, the way you communicate online, which tends to be kind of our, our, our USP. Uh, you have to find that niche of, of where you fit, find your audience, stop trying to be all things to all people um, and just drill down into, into what you're good at, stick to what you're good at and find the people that, that have the same values as you. Mm. And then for anyone that's in marketing now or just started out, have you got any tips for progression within the industry? Um, I think for progression, I, I would say collaboration is key. So we'll, we'll often work with, with other other agencies and collaborate on projects or you know we'll white label stuff for them if they don't have the time or whatever but working with people who think differently can sometimes really open up open up some doors as well you know so I, I approach things very directly and someone else might approach them you know a bit creatively and a bit out there um, and someone else might be super analytical but unless you have that that group of ideas which you know where we try and have a diverse team but I would I would say get involved don't be insular and think right i can't work with other agencies because they'll take they'll take all my money they'll take all my clients there's some amazing people out there and more often than not they really do want to work together so support each other reach out if you see good work shout it out don't don't be afraid of shouting out other people's work they're not going to take all your clients they'll appreciate it and it'll probably open up some doors down the line um which is really the best form of progression or word of mouth and affiliates and to wrap up, would you still go into this industry now, knowing everything you do? <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah, because I don't, I genuinely don't know what else I'd do. 
Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I have very, very little skills. So uh, yeah, it, it'd have to be this. Um, or I'd probably be on OnlyFans otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're my two choices. <laughs> well, Lewis, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Really appreciate your time. And uh, where can people find you and your business? Yeah, if you go to likewellmedia.co.uk, we have a sexy new site and brand that everyone seems to like. So I have a little nosy on there. And if you want to connect with me or answer, uh, ask any questions, then just get me on LinkedIn, Lewis Kemp. Um, I'll be the one that everyone's calling a knobhead and arguing with. <laughs> easy to find. Brilliant. Well, thanks, Lewis. Cheers, Daniel. Cheers. Speak to you soon. And you. Take care.